Welcome into Scoops with DannyMac.com, and it's my weekly visit with the head coach of the St. Louis University Billikens, Travis Ford. It was a hard-fought win, surprising tight game with Maryville last night at Chaffetz Arena, so we'll get into that. We'll get an injury update with Travis Ford, a look ahead to K-State. We'll talk free-throw shooting. We'll talk about a young man that... Well, he made his presence felt yesterday, a freshman. We'll get into all that with Travis Ford coming up on ScoopsWithDannyMac.com. This is presented by Royal Banks of Missouri. They're having their annual Boo Bear Drive again this year. New or gently used stuffed animals can be dropped off at any Royal Banks location. The stuffed animals are provided to local youth organizations, women's safe houses, child care agencies, and sadly... For many of the kids, this may be the only gift they receive this year, and that is Royal Banks of Missouri. As always, our weekly visit with Travis Ford, the head basketball coach at St. Louis University. And, Coach, uh, you pick up a win last night, and we'll get into that in just a moment, but your team is a little banged up. Where where are you guys right now physically? And congratulations, by the way, on the win. I should mention that. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's good to get a win. Um, then we can talk about the game. Let's talk about the injuries first. Um, yeah, I think Hassan French is going to be fine. Um, we'll know it's kind of day by day. Uh, we're not sure whether he'll be ready for Saturday or not. Um, we're, we're Again, um, he couldn't play last night. Uh, we don't think it's anything that's long-term. Um, just got to tell you day by day. Gibson Jimerson. Uh, you know, he might be out a little bit longer. We're, we're just kind of waiting to see, uh, talking to the doctors. Um, uh, it's a foot injury right now. Um, and, uh, you know, it's something we're just waiting to talk to some doctors. Uh, you know, we're lucky that Jimmy Bell actually got to play last night. Jimmy, uh, didn't get to practice the day before he hurt his shoulder and, uh, he was kind of a game time decision, but he gave it a go. Fred Thatch, uh, still out, uh, no timetable for his return. So, you know, the nature of sports, the nature of athletics, uh, nature of life, uh, you just, you know, you never know. We went from being a team that was, you know, really, really deep and, and, and depth could have been a, a strength to now, you, you know, you got to, you got to figure a few things out, but uh, we're kind of used to that. Yeah, you are. You did it last year, and it looks like you're going to do it at least for the short time being yeah. right now. Um, your club is 9-2 and two after the win last night. Let, let's dive into the win a little bit. That was a lot more difficult than I think most anticipated, but how about from your perspective? Well, I, and I fully uh, understand that. We, we kind of thought it would be a little bit of a battle. We knew we had, you know, probably, uh, you know, had some strength over them that would probably help us prevail. But you knew you got to give Maryville a lot of credit. I tell you, I was really impressed with the grit of their team. I was impressed with the toughness. Uh, they made some incredible shots. I mean, I, I don't know the last time I've seen a team make as many. It was unbelievable. Shots. Yeah. It was unbelievable. I mean, it was one after the other. And so you got to give them credit. And I, as I told our team, they were, when you're locked in, when you're really locked in, I said, it's like, uh, you know, it's like an animal who hadn't eaten in a week. It's amazing what they they can attack bigger animals, and and, and you know, and, and it, it's amazing what you can do when you're just absolutely focused, and your back is against the wall. And they knew they were probably outmatched in a lot of positions, but that didn't let them. You know, it didn't deter them from playing hard. And uh, man, they made shots. So we knew, I you know, we knew that was it was a big game for them. We knew they were going to play their best. 
uh, I was a little concerned about a little bit of a, I hate to say let down after the Auburn game. You put so much time in an Auburn game because we had a week to prepare and such a hard fault game. You go down to the wire, you're disappointed, you don't win, uh, and then you got to bounce back, you know, basically two days later and play a game. Um, so that had me concerned. And then you added in all kind of the drama, Dan, that goes along with injuries, who's playing, who's not playing. Even your players kind of get caught up in it, uh, not – you know, they just don't know who's ready to play. We didn't know Hassan was a, you know, we didn't know about him, Gibson. So a lot of it mentally played into it. But I don't want to do anything to take away from what Maryville, how they performed. Uh, their, you know, uh, their coach had them ready to go. Uh, they fought to the very, you know, very end. We were just a little bit bigger, uh, but give them a lot of credit. You got to have guys step up, and boy, did you have one last night in Terrence Hargrove. And young man kind of had a coming out party. It was good to see him do that. And I know a lot of fans are excited about him, coach. So maybe you could talk a little bit about the game last night, him stepping up, but also kind of where he's at in his freshman year. Yeah, I was so happy for TJ. Uh, and there's no question he gave us a huge, huge spark last night. And you know, I was waiting for the phone calls later tonight, last night, tonight, or this morning from all my buddies saying, well, why had you played it before? <laughs> you know, I was like, uh, you hear it from everybody, fans and everybody. And I said, that's, that's obviously the natural reaction. But, you know, TJ has kind of waited his time. He has such an incredible attitude. Last night couldn't have been possible if he had had a bad attitude through the, through the times that he wasn't playing. Uh, but, you know, some guys, they've got to wait, and then when their time comes, they take advantage of it. They take advantage of the opportunity, and we have seen this coming. I don't know about 27 points and all that, but we, we as a staff have thought the last 10 days he's taken a major step as far as understanding our system, understanding college basketball, all that goes into it, his ability and what he showed last night, he's always had that. We, we know he's got that in him. But sometimes patience is a virtue. Patience can pay off for you. Um, and, you know, he just waited his time, and that was a great opportunity for him to show his abilities and show that he's ready to go. Um, but from this point forward, you know, I think he's earned the right to continue to play. He will be getting in, you know, pretty much every game from this point. But – it, it's not because of what he did last night. We saw it coming, and, uh, you know, we, we believe in him. It just takes some people a little bit longer. You know, Coach, and maybe you can give our fans a, a, a better idea about this and how difficult this must have been for him, but he dealt with so many different high school coaches, and then you're thrust into Division One play. That's got to be a tough thing to do, all the different systems, expectations, relationships with coaches, and then all of a sudden – well, here I am at SLU, and I got another one in Coach Ford. So that, that yeah. probably took a little bit for him to just catch on in that regard. It's extremely difficult what he's been through his high school career as far as all the different systems and coaches that you know he's, he's played under. It doesn't allow a player to grow and progress um, when you've had five high school coaches in four years. Um, it, it, you know, it, it just – his athletic ability and skill level is, is, is good, but he's had to learn so many different systems that there's no consistency on whether it be how to set a screen or, or terminology. You just go to terminology. 
uh, how to guard certain action. Everybody might have done it differently, so he didn't get to develop uh, concepts from that standpoint. But I, I can't emphasize enough what an incredible attitude he has. I mean, that comes from his mom and dad, who are just terrific people and have done an incredible job of raising him. They're very uh, outgoing, happy people, very positive people, uh, hardworking people. And, uh, you know, again, patience can pay off for you. Some guys, I, this is not the first time something like this has happened in my coaching career where a guy maybe hasn't been playing, then all of a sudden he gets a chance and just absolutely tears it up and does unbelievable. And everybody's wondering, well, why? What's wrong with that coach for not playing? Well, I understand that mindset of people thinking that, but that's just, it's just not the case. Uh, some, you know, so, you know, some people just, they just need a little patience and he waited his turn and now he's ready to go. Coach, from your experience, typically and, and just generally speaking with a freshman, how, how long does it take them to get accustomed to maybe being away from mom, dad, or their, their care, you know, the, the ones that their loved ones that, that took care of them come to a place that maybe they're not used to. And then, oh, by the way, going up against grown men, you know, from 18 to 22, 23, as you well know, that's different body, different style of life, all that kind of stuff. So how, how long does it take for a freshman usually to adjust? And how do you evaluate like a freshman? Do you just say, well, it's a throwaway year or, we, you know, we're, we're trying to grow the kid. I mean, how, how do you do all that? Well, first of all, it's a major transition for every freshman. Uh, I don't care how good you are, or where you're ranked in these uh, recruiting polls. It doesn't matter. Uh, none of that matters. It's a transition, a major transition for everybody. Not just the play, not just on court play, but just the whole structure and schedule. Uh, what's expected of you on a daily basis, from the time you wake up in the morning to the time you go to bed at night, from school to tutors to weightlifting to individual work uh, you can go down the line it's it's uh, it's different for every uh, fresh it's a it's just a major transition some are more ready than others um, a lot of it has to do with their background as far as where they come from out of their high school what was the structure coming from their high school what was uh, you know uh, you know how what were the academic standards sometimes uh, what was the expectations what was you know, the, the different situations that they're in. Some, you know, are more ready to play than others physically. Uh, some have to be, you know, some freshmen are expected to play more just because maybe there's not as many players in their position and they're thrown into the mix, kind of like a Yuri Collins. You know, he's ready to go. But, uh, you know, obviously I brought him along a little bit slow, uh, but there's not a lot of guys in his position. Uh, so he, he gets to kind of, you know, play through the fire a little bit. But, you know, typically, Dan, I'm pretty hard on freshmen. These, the freshmen on my team now know that. I'm hard on them. And now as far as how I push them, how I critique every single thing that they do, and I meet with them individually, let them know why I'm doing that because we've got to get them all ready to go. And they've got to, you know, they've got to be able to be as mentally tough as they are physically tough. Um, but you know, we, we've got a good group of freshmen, uh, freshmen that can handle it, but uh, you know, it is, it's a major transition. Uh, you go 23 of 30 from the free throw line and it's, it's kind of, well, I, I don't, it's kind of a bad way to put this hit or miss sometimes with your team with yeah. free throws. So, um, maybe it's the best way to put it. So, you know, going through that coach, maybe you can explain to our fans. And, and as I've mentioned to you before, a lot of coaches listen to this 
What do you do day-to-day free throw shooting with your club to, to put them in the best position to have success? Well, you know, there's a, there's a lot of things we've been trying of lately. Um, you know, one thing about free throw shooting, I've learned over the years, I've had the best free throw shooting teams in the league. I've had the worst free throw shooting teams in the league. Um, you know, you had a little bit of everything. A lot of time it's the product of who's getting to the foul line the most and what type free throw shooters are they. Um, and for us, you know, it's something that we practice continuously, uh, and we'll get into how we do that in a second, but it's not something in the past that I've talked a lot about to our team as far as, you know, making or missing uh, other than just technique and teaching. But uh, as of the last four to five days, I've hit our team pretty hard on free throw shooting. Enough is enough. Uh, you know, they know I normally don't talk about it, but I hit them square in the eyes probably two days ago uh, in the locker room about this is this is ridiculous. Um, you know, we've got to focus. We've got to get mentally tougher because, as I told them, and I looked them all in the eye and just said, this is uh, – this is not acceptable because we're good free throw shooters. You are all good. Free- I sit here and watch you in practice every day. I sit here and watch you make 85 out of a hundred as, as an individual, 80 out of a hundred. Your percentages don't indicate what type free throw shooter you are or we are. So now let's step up and let's make them. Let's step up and be mentally tough uh, and, and, and make our free throws. And, you know, we do a lot of different things. We do all the reps where you come in extra and shoot 100. Uh, but what we've been trying to do lately is, as a team, oh, probably five times throughout a practice, between drills, I'll stop, and everybody goes to a separate basket. Maybe there's three to a basket or four, whatever it is. Everybody's got to shoot four free throws, depending on how many guys are practicing that day. Our goal is we've got to make 75% of those free throws during that quick segment and if they don't they run what we call a 17 in one minute and uh that's kind of got their attention a little (laughs) bit um and uh, because usually i haven't associated punishment with free throws probably the first time i've ever done it uh but i think it was i thought it was time to just get their attention and we've been doing that uh but there's no secret formula i don't think i don't think you know uh everybody does the same shooting free throws and you know, before practice, after practice, extras, you try to create as much pressure as you can in practice. But as I was telling my staff the other day, because we are talking about how can we put them in pressure situations, uh, besides just punishing them if they miss by running them. I said, hey, we can do every pressure situation, but, you know, now I might have been different, but there's no type pressure when I played that you could put me in in, in a practice that was going to even closely simulate a game, not even close. Um but uh, but we're we're focusing on it, to say the least. Fans can be rest assured we're we're doing everything in our power to try to improve. But here's the other thing, Dan. I told our team free throw percentages as a team, and that's what's being talked a lot about uh, within you know the fans, media, and everybody, and where we are. Said where you're at as a percentage wise, and where you stand in the country, or where our team is in the league, or whatever. It doesn't matter when you start a new game. Those percent, your percentages are what matter in that game. What we shoot in this game, I told them that uh, yesterday morning or the day before, even before last, I said, what matters is how do we shoot them against Maryville? It doesn't matter what percentage say on a sheet of paper, on a stat sheet that we've done the last, first nine games. That, that's so irrelevant, it doesn't matter. What matters is how we shoot them in this game. 
So what is our percent? What, how, what type of free throw shooters are we going to be in this game? And uh, that's really kind of how I look about I look at it. You know, you, uh, you know, it, it, obviously stats are an indication, but it doesn't matter if you want to step up and make 76, 77 percent like we did last night. That's wonderful. That just because the stat sheet said you're a 50 percent free throw shooting team doesn't mean you have to shoot that every game. Sure. So that's kind of the approach we've taken, but we're 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 being a little tougher on them as far as punishment and and, and being a little. Uh, I don't want to say negative about it, but we're hitting them pretty hard about it at this point. We'll wrap it up with this, Coach. you got a, another non-conference with K-State coming up, and uh, obviously this is a team that you've known quite well from your days at Oklahoma State. How about in uh, 2019? What can we expect in this matchup? Well, as we know, Bruce Weber's a, a very good coach, and you know Kansas State's been at the top of the Big 12 the last couple of years. Uh, you know, always extremely strong defensively, very tough-minded defensive basketball team. Uh, you know, their best player is from right here in St. Louis, and Xavier Sneed, uh, an elite uh, player and an NBA player uh, eventually. Uh, you know, it's going to be a home game for them. Even though it's Kansas City, it's a home game for them. They play in the Sprint Center several times a year. Um, so, you know, it's uh, we've got our hands full. They're a physical team like we are. They will match our physicality. Um, and uh, it'll be a hard fault, grind it out game. I'm sure both teams rely on defense a lot, even though we didn't show it too much last night. Uh, both teams usually rely on defense and rebounding and just tough, aggressive play. Uh, but you know, anytime you're going to get against a Big 12 team, uh, you know you, you've got to be you got to be ready for the challenge. Hey, coach, as always, love doing this, and uh, we'll catch up next week. And let's hope the the Billikens are ten and two. Good luck this weekend. Thanks so much, Dan. Appreciate it.